A couple hundred years ago, the only thing you had to worry about was a hangover. Time you're an investigator? More or less. Today, because of your curse thingy, you can't sleep with anyone. I'm not a teen. I'm your boss. Or else you might feel a moment of true happiness. You got already an addiction to the brooding part of life. Lose your soul. Except for the bulk of it, where I was nearly tortured to death. Become evil again. You're a demon hunter. Rogue demon hunter. And kill everyone. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Thanks, Cornelia. Hello! Good morning! Welcome to Ale with Angel. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And today's episode, we are reviewing... Yes. And today's episode, we are reviewing Season 2, Episode 7, Darla! Darla? 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 <laughs> yeah. Get ready for that. It's gonna happen it, a lot. It doesn't get old, guys. <laughs> and if it does, us. buckle up, fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> You're about to age fifty years or so. <laughs> Maybe five hundred. <laughs> so today on Ale with Angel, I'm drinking a Pabst Blue Ribbon hard coffee salted caramel. And Rex is too. I thought you yes. weren't going to drink, you irresponsible on-call bastard. It, it's one. It's one beer. <laughs> I mean, essentially. Like, it's not beer, but it's the alcohol of one beer. Yeah. You know, I thought we could do a little uh, joint taste test real quick. Hmm. Hmm. I, I would say that is a that is a yoo-hoo forward beverage. Yes. With a little bit of vodka. <laughs> a little bit of burning flavor in the middle. And a yoo-hoo finish. You know, the salted caramel I don't think is quite as good as the regular hard coffee that they have. Yeah, you know, I just wanted to try it. Yeah, it's still good. Like, okay, so anyway, if you have not had one of these Pabst Blue Ribbon, which, by the way, Pabst Blue Ribbon is the worst beer, <laughs> but they make a hard coffee, and it literally just tastes like alcoholic Yoo-Hoo. Mm -hmm. it's, the, it's the exact same viscosity of Yoo-Hoo, even. It, it's, it's fucking magical. <laughs> it, it's so good. I fucking love it. I just wish they weren't so fucking expensive. Yeah, $10 for a four-pack? Come on, guys. Get over yourselves. Yeah, they're 11 fluid ounces. They're not even 12-ounce <laughs> cans. And they're only 5% alcohol. Yeah. And it's not even like they had to do any work to brew the alcohol in right. and let it ferment or anything. No. It's literally just... It's like a fucking Zima. <laughs> they added cheap vodka to some seltzer, or in this case, chocolate milk. Yeah. That is shelf-stable. Well, technically, there's coffee in here, too. Well, sure, but, but that's, like, yeah. I'm talking about the alcohol. That's, that's all I'm saying. Added alcohol plus some shit. Shake it up, can it. Maybe don't even shake it up first. Can it first, then shake it up, then sell it for recalculous prices. So this was apparently made in Nina, Nina, Wisconsin. There's a fucking Nina, Wisconsin. N e e n a h. You know, Nina. <laughs> Where do you live? Oh, I live in Nina. In other news, <laughs> you just reminded me of the girl's name that I was trying to think of. <laughs> That I went to high school with, who is a Swiss exchange student. Or was a Swiss exchange, exchange student. So thank you for that. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> on to the docket, which number one thing on the docket is some 
Executive doodle doos. You need some executive doodle doos. Yeah. I have executive doodle doos coming out my ass. <laughs> uh, you uh might want to see a doctor. About I'm going to get that checked out. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That sounds unfortunate. I don't know how you guys got up there. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> and y'all just took it a little too far. <laughs> recommend <laughs> there's some these are some good goddamn patrons i'm, I'm sorry patron doodle doos excuse me <clears throat> uh to call them by name in fact they are jay sommer paul dalheimer christina lauren jewel Catherine parkinson Karen Moon, Chris V-Man, Catrick J. Fur, Hilly Hilfman, Scarlett Choi, Janella Lindauer, Simo Pinty, Meredith McCaslin, Rose Clark, C in quotes heaps, Andy Burgess, Kfro Gnome, Father DeFinistrato, Mathewan DeBurr, Kelly McAdams, Shubipathic, Jesse Rain, and Carrie Phillips. Without you, this show literally is not possible. That's correct. Rex has absolutely no other motivation to do anything. <laughs> Other than pleasing you, he built a little shrine. It's, uh, speaking of things that need to get checked out, I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're just, uh, we're just gonna move on. By the way, everyone, we're doing a review drive. We're at 46 goddamn reviews on iTunes, which is a great amount of reviews, but it's never enough because we're addicted to that shit. Yes. So when we get to 50, we're gonna give something away. I swear to God, I don't know what it's gonna be. Probably a hoodie or something else. I haven't decided yet, but it's going to be great. And in the meantime, if you give us an iTunes review, we'll give you a free sticker anyway. Yes. Eligible for literally anybody that's ever given us an iTunes review or a review on any podcast app that exists at all, as long as it's actually real. Yes. You can't call us and be like, hey, I reviewed you on the Edgar podcast app. Is it, and we'll, we'll be like, isn't that Rex's cat? And they'll be like, yeah. I totally reviewed you on Rex's cat. And we'll be like, I don't think that's a thing. And then Edgar will say the review and we'll have to do an exorcism. But you're not getting a sticker for yeah, you're, possessing Rex's cat. That's not okay. You're not getting a sticker for causing us to have to do an exorcism. Yeah. You're no, just making us work more. Nobody wants to exercise. That's what work <laughs> is for. Okay. Okay, guys. But no, seriously. Get on iTunes. Put in some words and some stars. Take a snapshot of it with your PC or your fancy gadget of sorts. Have your mom look at it and, you know, sign it or something. Send it to us. Do your best, mom. Synopsis voice. Or don't. Don't do any of that shit. Just send us a screenshot of your review. And you're automatically entered. Everybody, everybody will be in the drawing. Everybody gets a sticker. Any everybody wins. Anyone, anyone who has done a review will be in the drawing. Which we'll do once we once we hit fifty. Who knows how long that will be? Maybe it'll happen tomorrow. That would be nice. Yeah, 
Just and three in a day? Let's do that. Three in a day. Yeah, and we're never <laughs> going to stop shutting up about it until we get 50 reviews. Yes. So do it. Do it. Talk to your friends and stuff. All right. I'm done on that yeah. thing. There's a word. No, no, no. I'm old. We're... <laughs> Tantrum? It's not a tantrum. It's kind of a tantrum. <laughs> right. I, I know how much we hate segues, but you want to give me one? Well, now that that's all out of the way, how about that synopsis? Let's get on with the show. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. I don't know why it just reminded me of that. Joshua, get the fuck back out from the lobby and get your ass back in the kitchen. <laughs> now, what are you doing? You got a, you got a funny look on your face. Like you... Like you're thinking about a woman or something. I mean, I guess you could say or something. Oh, great. It's a dude, isn't it? Great. I fucking get one son, one chance to prove to the world that my sperm wasn't filled with estrogen. And he's fucking hell, dad. Stay on topic. It's just my ex. <laughs> she's in town and I think she's in trouble. It's a trap. God, you're such a misogynist, dad. Let me guess. She told you she's changed, she got her soul back or some shit, feels real bad about some stuff, and you're the only man who could possibly understand. Well, but it's it's not. <laughs> she's... You're not my real dad! Uh-huh. Same old story. She's just using you. She wants your, uh... My loving care, understanding, devotion, and unparalleled broodiness, daddy. <laughs> nah, you know, your uh, your man stuff. What you, what'd you call it the other day? Your uh your dark gift or some shit. How dare you speak of the dark gift to me like that, daddy? Well, uh only you could make it sound so fucking weird. Cause today on Angel <laughs> Angel obsesses over finding Darla, and she wants to find Angel too, but she has to go against Wolfram and Hart to do it. Although Lindsay is trying to help her, he doesn't have what she wants, so she has to force her way out of their captivity and into Angel's arms. Unfortunately for her, Angel refuses to turn her into a vampire again. Meanwhile, throughout the episode, we get lots of insights and backstory as we leap through the centuries of old-timey time together in a delightful whirlwind of all kinds of fuckery. The end. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, down, vamp, vampire. As soon as the sun goes down, down, vamp, vampire. Competition is a beautiful thing. Ooh, dear. All kinds of fuckery. All kinds of fuckery. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the new synopsis of every episode. All kinds of fuckery. <laughs> the end. Fuckery happened, then gerarg. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Wait, literally or figuratively? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of fuckery, some fuckery is going on in uh, Angel's bedroom. What's that you say? Fuckery? <laughs> I dare say I should check this out. And Wesley does. <laughs> Wesley, put it away. <laughs> what? Not, not that kind of fuckery. <laughs> I just found this camcorder. I thought I'd get some footage of what's going on in have some memorabilia <laughs> for later in life. <laughs> anyway, we cut to the hotel where Angel is sitting in his chair and he is uh, doodling away. And Wesley comes in. He's like, hey, uh, hey, buddy. 
Hey, friend, buddy, <laughs> pal. What do you want, are, Wesley? Are, are you doing okay? I'm fucking drawn here. We're 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 a little worried about you. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> I see that you're still standing there, Wesley. <laughs> well, I just say fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, fuck you. I, I'm the boss, so I get the final fuck you. <laughs> Wesley's whole point is like, you should. Sure, there's nothing on your mind, huh? As the camera slowly—I <laughs> don't think it slowly pans so much. No. cuts to a giant fucking pile of crumpled up and partial drawings of Darla. Darla, 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 Darla. <laughs> we missed Darla. Part of me wishes this was a video just so we could have a little Darla counter on the the corner of the screen. <laughs> That can be arranged. <laughs> Ding! <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cut to the horse pig bleep bleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's I, I ran out of stupid names for Wolfram and Hart, so now I'm just making shit up with the same... There's no pig. The same formula. There's no horse either. <laughs> I don't even know what bleats. <laughs> Sheep. Oh, well, shit, that's too accurate. <laughs> bleep, bleep, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, one out of three ain't uh, bad, right? Okay, so right? it's not its not actually at Wolfram and Hart. It's at Darla's apartment. Oh, yeah. Which does happen to be owned by Wolfram and Hart, but she has... Fucked the place up. Somebody is not getting her goddamn security <laughs> deposit back. Well, this actually makes it make more sense then, because this is this is off brand Wolf. This is off campus Wolfram and Hart. Yeah. Therefore, horse pig bleat bleat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the corporate entity. It's a franchise. Ex- exactly. All <laughs> all campus adjacent housing for Wolfram and Hart is now horse pig bleat bleat. <laughs> So, yeah, she fucked up her apartment, destroyed all the mirrors in her house, uh, did some self-harm, which is, uh, I don't like that. Yeah, it it appeared to be more accidental, and I don't think she was trying to cut her wrists or anything, but she just kind of broke the mirror with her hands. I guess, yeah. And she got a little cut up there. There wasn't too much blood, but she she was cut up. I find this very interesting because when we left her last episode, she exited kind of like fine well in the the time that she left angel and then went back to her place she apparently decided to get on the existential crisis chain because the last we saw her she was down in that weird old water something facility with angel right yeah and she went up the stairs into the daylight and left him down there presumably trapped for the day or until he finds a sewer so you know about five minutes yeah and like so when she left Angel, she's like, you know what? I'm going to be fine without you. Mm-hmm. And then next thing we know, she's uh, riding the existential crisis she's tra- train. She's not fine without him. Yeah. So, yeah, Darla's a bit depressed and sad about Angel no longer being in Jealous. And she gets a little bit of the crazy eyes going on. She's and- got that thousand yard stare you yeah. only get when you've been brought back from the dead with a soul after being a blood sucking demon for countless centuries. And then your ex rejects you. Yeah. Oh, and then she also seems to have deluded herself that Angel is somehow her soulmate. It's a good joke, though. 
because they both have souls. Ah, ah, yeah. <laughs> Hell, shit. Because like the line, I'm really is so- upset with myself that I didn't get that. The the oh line is God. something like something uh, along the lines of like, oh, we're something else now. We're soulmates because they couldn't have been soulmates when they were vampires. <laughs> also, the idea of soulmates is a myth, complete fabrication of the romantic industry. Oh, soulmates? Yes, right. It's a myth. It's yeah. a complete joke. We we all have probably dozens, if not hundreds, if not thousands of people that we are endgame compatible with. So oh, yeah. lower your standards, find the one that cooks the best, and shut up. <laughs> like, if you're one in a million, I hate to break it to you, but there are thousands of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you say? Romanticized something of the what industry? The romantic industry. Like, the, the fucking game that is the romantic industry the i want to sell you diamonds and cards and candy and flowers yeah we gotta we gotta make love out to be the most important thing ever right dude i was just watching grace and frankie i've I've been catching up on it and it's supposed to be all progressive because like a couple of old guys come out of the closet and get married and break up with their wives and then those two wives are best friends now and it's all about their journey of discovery and getting over and accepting and forgiving but then they're all just super uptight goddamn puritans because then saul ends up cheating on robert with his ex-wife hard air quotes cheating it's like he he needed some closure and also they spent 20 years running around having an affair behind their wives backs and then robert gets all pissy and kicks saul out just get out and i'm like that's toxic monogamy for you yeah holy shit i just i've been screaming at the television in front of my mother you fucking puritans (laughs) i don't care if you had a sex scene with old people (laughs) (laughs) fucking puritans man anyway yeah romantic industry yep definitely it's a thing don't buy into it do things for yourself or something yes uh, end soapbox here. What were we talking about? Opening credits. Oh, yeah. And then cut to very old timey time. Yes. Specifically, 1609 Virginia Colony. Whatever that means. Somewhere Where, in Virginia. Yes. I presume. And we have a human Darla, name unknown, in her sick bed, or I guess her deathbed, as the case is. And, you know, she's getting that modern medicine treatment with leeches. Yeah. (laughs) Not to worry, lass. These leeches will get all that pesky blood right out of you. (laughs) Before morning, you'll be right as rain, or you'll be dead by sunset, whichever. (laughs) Either way, it won't be your problem anymore. (laughs) Why are you Scottish? Shut up. (laughs) Don't ruin it, lass. (laughs) But then, someone in robes ominously steps into the building. One could say a very priestly type. Yes. And he says, leave me with the whore. You worthless idiots ain't done shit for her. And Darla's like, ain't no priest can save my filthy soul, daddy. (laughs) The priest responds, it's a good thing I'm not a priest then. (laughs) Too bad we could have had such great times if you called me earlier. Uh, Sexual innuendo here. (laughs) Right. Oh, we shall have great times yet as I rebirth you from my daddy loins. 
<laughs> oh, Daddy, you are the master, Daddy. That's a good name. I like that. I think I will use it. Yes. From now on, everyone shall call me the master, Daddy. Maybe just the master? Yes. <laughs> the master, Daddy. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. He removes his hood, and of course, it is the master. Is. And the first thing I, the first thing that popped into my head as soon as I saw him, it was like, "You have fruit punch mouth." <laughs> <laughs> it is Mark Metcalf and all his goddamn glory. Several seasons later, I, and I mean, the moment he spoke, I'm like, "Oh, it's the master." Well, the moment I saw Mark Metcalf in the credits, uh, I knew. See, I try not to pay attention to the credits because I like that. You know, that kind of ruins it. Yeah, I've been bit. looking up too many real actors' names for interview prospects. Yeah. And God, I would love to interview Mark Metcalf. I want to interview all of the big bads at some point. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, the end of the scene is just, you know, him him turning her. Yes, we witness Darla's siring. It's uh, kind of out of nowhere. The way the master talks about her is like like gonna turn her into some like dark evil priestess warrior badass. And like he kinda does, but like like she's not anything special. Right? Like, she's like what's his logic for like picking her yeah, over any other random person? Prostitutes were I'm sure a dime a dozen. I'm sure that's Part of his reasoning is he looks for the castaways of society to add to his ranks and people that Oh, are- God. I just got it. Hmm. He picks people like that because it's a cult. Hmm. He, p- he picks the, the weak and the individuals without anybody and the ones who he can build up to worship him. Yeah. It's just a fucking cult. And also, they just happen to also be, you know, immortal undead creatures. Also, I kind of got the impression that she was very much a black sheep of society. Like, I'm surprised there was anybody paying any attention to her at all. She must have been in a church or something. Yeah. Because she was like, yeah, fuck God. And he never did anything for me. And basically just a big old middle finger to these people that are taking care of her and seemed to care about her. So I kind of got the impression he's seeking out those who he perceives as morally depraved, amoral. Sure. Yeah. Depraved. Yeah. I mean, she was very forward thinking for her time in that regard. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, seems like they probably would have burned her at the stake for being a witch for talking like that or just dumped her in the fucking river and been like, (laughs) maybe we're like, eh, she's dying. She'll go to hell soon enough. We don't care. Yeah. You're not good enough for these leeches. I could be using these leeches on myself. We're not going to burn you. We need that to heat our homes. (laughs) Exactly. I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina. And I want to look him in the eye. Then what? The master turns her. Yep. She goes, oh, daddy. (laughs) You're the master, daddy. (laughs) And we cut to Angel Investigations in the office office. Yes. I didn't know we had an office office anymore. Right. But it... I forgot that we were in the hotel, honestly. It looked very much like his old office office. Well, you figure it's probably got to be the same furniture. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. 
But, you know, I kind of miss the office. You put office. an office inside an office, it's going to look like any old office office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Angel wants to find Darla. Cordy and Wesley are being naysayers. Gunn suggests that the old dog of sheep snort snort definitely has to have some kind of facility where they put up their outer towners. So Gunn states that it's like, oh, they probably have places where they put the out of towners visiting people and yeah, fucking said- wesley is like they wouldn't do that and it's like uh that's just still a fucking law firm she's not from out of town she's from hell you stupid dolt i'm sorry let me try that again she's not from out of town she's from hell you stupid dolt yeah and gun's like uh there's still a fucking corporation dumbass like, they, they still have people visiting. Yeah, they're going to find a way to write that shit off. They still have to, you know, pretend that she's a real person yeah. to somebody somewhere. And instantly Cordelia and Wesley are like, oh, dear, gun's right. I'm disappointed that at no point in time did any anyone say, oh, gun is right. He just kind of does that this whole episode. Just sits in the background being ignored, but also being right about everything. Yes. And I kind of appreciate that. I appreciate that as well. But also, I would have really liked it if somebody would just be like, oh, gun is right. <laughs> or if you're gonna if you're gonna go the route they're going with it, just really lean into it and have the white British man go, I have a fantastic idea. <laughs> It happens to be exactly what the black man just said, but pay no heed, pay no heed. Oh, dear. Oh, that's problematic at best. So, well, yeah, but that would be... That's the point. Yes. So, Cordy and Wes leap into action. Angel suggests Darla would like something with a view, just to narrow down the field of search. She always liked a view. <laughs> Giggity! Cut to 1760 London. Yes. Old timey time. More than enough old-timey time. Oh, there's... More old-timey time than you can shake a fucking stick at in this episode. There's lots of old-timey time. Uh, And this is actually the first time that Angelus meets the master. Angelus, I'd like you to meet my daddy. (laughs) Duh, master. Yep, and... uh, Yes, I am the master daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he's, he's just the master. We, do, we just call him the master. He likes to be called daddy, though. <laughs> <laughs> so he waxes old timey like, we pay homage to the ancient ones with our suffering below, using the fecal material of the rats and the urine of the poor, as we might one day rise above and lay waste to the people who don't like my face. (laughs) And Angelus, I'm sorry, Angelus, like, well, why the fuck would you want to do that? You're superior, ain't you? Why don't you fucking go up there and live there now? (laughs) Damn you, foolish boy! I am the most cleverest of all the clever daddies, and I will (laughs) out-clever you too! Don't you see how evil my face looks? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Angel's all like, aye to that, your dog ugly. Is this your chair? I'ma have a sit down. <laughs> you dare challenge my superior daddiness? Fucking ain't right I do, you giant Kool-Aid mouth pissant. Come on, Darla, fuck this jive turkey. Let's go to <laughs> Naples. You've got yourself a new daddy now. <laughs> 
Okay, I actually have a fucking actual quote of the day here. What? That I would like to recite. Yeah, I just said it for you. No, you didn't. Verbatim. <laughs> no. That's how it went, guys. Don't even go back and watch the episode. Because <laughs> I did it better. I mean, kinda. <laughs> but, no, the master's line is, We stock the surface to feed and grow our ranks. We do not live amongst the human pestilence. And just Angel's retort, I fucking loved Angel's retort. It's like, I'll be honest, you really couldn't with that face now, could you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And obviously, you yeah, know. That's an excellent yeah. line. It's like, oh, he's already given the witty retorts. It's my inspiration, definitely. This was definitely an episode for paraphrasing, what can I say? <laughs> yeah. Lots of, lots of wordy shit that can be boiled down into a much shorter, funnier episode. Yes, it was not a particularly <laughs> funny episode. Uh, no, so the master lets them go, and <laughs> the last thing he says in the scene is, I give it a century, tops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that they had that phrase back then, but I I'll... I really don't think they did. I'll take it. Whatever. Yeah. I I enjoyed just watching the master go, I give it a hundred years, tops. <laughs> I fucking love a, they brought him back. Such a fucking cartoon villain. I love him so much. He's like, what's the... What's the fucking evil scientist dude from Phineas and Ferb? Do you ever watch that? I didn't never I never watched that. Oh man, I used to I used to watch that. I'll be the greatest scientist in the tri-state area. Something like that. Googling <laughs> a it. platypus. Oh, Perry the platypus. It's a funny ass show. You should watch it. It's a kids show, but it's a funny ass kids show. One of the best. Heinz Doofel Doofel Doofeldorts? Doofen Schmertz. Doofenshmirtz. There it is. Heinz Doofenshmirtz. That's some quick Googling for a show you don't even know. Well, I, I just want everybody literally... to appreciate the amount of quick Googling you just did. Quick, mm. Google yourself. No. Oh, you, you guys can't hear my eyebrows. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought they were loud enough. Well, I'm, I'm going to get that checked out. <laughs> I just imagine. Going, <laughs> going. <laughs> A <laughs> uh, wooga! I don't know. <laughs> we should have a contest. Who can come up with the best eyebrow sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a squeaky sound. Fuck it. Moving along. <laughs> Back to uh, Angel's office. Yeah, the hotel. Angel kind of goes on about how Darla's name wasn't Darla, and he never knew her real name. Because I guess Darla didn't come into vogue till a hundred years after she was born, so the master gave her her name. Yeah. Which, you know, it kind of, to me it makes perfect sense because, like, every other fucking vampire we've met got a new name. Like right. Spike, Angel, we why just not happened, Darla? We just happened to learn their new names. You know, I was really expecting Darla to be way older. But really? she Yeah, she was sired in 1609. It's only a couple centuries older than Angelus and well, Spike and Drew. Twi she's twice as old as as Angel. That um, just doesn't seem like long enough to forget your name. I was expecting like somewhere in somewhere between zero and a thousand uh, AD. Yeah. It also kind of depends. I on wanted how... her to be at least a thousand years old, but and I get the impression that the master is like BC. Yeah, pre -Jesus. thousands and thousands. Pre-Jesus. Yeah. I mean, if he's old enough to have outgrown having human features, that's... Right, to have become so disfigured that he just looks like a... He looks like Voldemort now. 
So I looked it up on the Wikipedia, and apparently the master was not turned by a vampire. The master is a vampire, uh-huh. but he's the vampire because he was turned into a vampire by the fucking demon that sired all vampires. So he's the original vampire. Apparently there's multiple vampire bloodlines, mm. and he's the originator of one particular he, okay. bloodline he's of vampires. He's an original vampire. Yes. There were yes. multiple... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. And so that's fucking freaky. Yeah. Also, if you look at vampire lineage, all the vampires we know that have like actual character names and everything all come down from the master. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about that a lot. This episode, Darla sired Angelus, Angelus sired Drew, Drew sired Spike. They're all just one big incestuous little family. Yeah. (laughs) That's just gross. Right? Well, (laughs) that's just how it works in vampire world. Yeah. They're evil, evil fuckers. Literally. Literally. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, Wesley reports that they've had no luck finding Darla. And, you know, he again expresses his concerns about this being a big distraction for Angel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's got a fucking good point. As he says, it's like, if their plan is for this to be a huge distraction, it's fucking working. Yeah. And even Angel has to be like, yeah, that's it's working. Do you think? You know what, Wesley? You're right. It is, in fact, working. And I'm going to continue to be distracted. Fuck you. <laughs> Just call me Wolfram and Hart fan number one. <laughs> they know what a guy likes. <laughs> I don't think Angel's mad about this. He might act like it, but... Well, and in the end, as we know, things that make him grumpy... Make him happy. Exactly. Because he wants to be broody and and sad. A person needs certain designer things. You shouldn't be trying to eat my friend's friend's brain. Hey, you're a vampire. So cut back over to Angel's favorite organization the gerba thump thump yes yes where Lindsay brings darla to his office and offers to get her a vending machine sandwich as if wolfram and hart wouldn't have its own fucking gourmet kitchen with room service but whatever right yeah you goddamn well know evil corporation there's a fucking starbucks in the lobby exactly <laughs> and high enough people on the food chain get that shit for free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Lindsay shouldn't have to fucking go get anything. Lindsay should be able to press a button and be like, bitch, get me a coffee. Lindsay's like, from my impression, basically an executive of this fucking company. He's yeah. practically partner. Yeah. And he's answering to Holland like he's not. <laughs> he's getting vending machine sandwiches for him and this person that they spent lots of resources on bringing back from the dead. Yeah. And that just doesn't track for me. But what the (laughs) fuck ever. I mean, maybe it's part of the corporation being evil. (laughs) Like, you're a big evil badass, but we, we, as the senior executives and the senior partners and the corporation as a whole, is so evil, bitch, you still got to get your own sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) That's why they have so much money. Yes. They skimp on the good shit. Yeah. Spared every expense. (laughs) (laughs) 
spared no expense except for those super nice looking offices god i want one (laughs) so holland comes in and he needs a moment to speak to Lindsay outside at first he scolds him for keeping darla on the premises after making contact with angel yeah but Lindsay informs him there's something wrong with her (laughs) and holland jumps to just leaps to the conclusion that she's cracking up and he's like well, it, I, it's ahead of schedule, and uh, we'll have to accelerate the plan, but you did the right thing, my boy. I say I say, you'd best remove all sharp objects from the room if you know what's best. Ladies love sharp objects. <laughs> <laughs> In my experiences, they do. <laughs> or specifically this lady. Yes. Clearly, you know, as evidenced in the previous scene. Yeah, that, and that's pretty much it. Cut back to 1880, 1880. London, old timey time. Okay, so I want to start with, I fucking love what they do here for the flashbacks from here on out. I'm so fucking happy with this particular episode that we watched the Buffy episode before this because they're reusing scenes from the Spike flashbacks. They very clearly... Filmed all of this at the same time. Yeah. They cross-filmed old, old-timey old time flashbacks for Buffy and Angel and yeah. used different portions of them. And holy shit, guys, I've never been happier that I convinced Rex to go along with the let's do every other episode as yeah. they aired order. And you know what? I am too. <laughs> because the... It, it made this mm-hmm. work perfect. Um, because this is the scene that we get. That happened right before William the Bloody ran into the the trio. Uh Uh-huh. Because in Fool for Love, we see where Darla, or not Darla, we see where Drew meets up with William the Bloody in the alleyway. Yeah, which is directly after this moment. Yeah, and sires him. But we didn't see this moment before that happened. And it's amazing. I... And I love any instance in film or TV where we get to see an interaction like this from two perspectives. Mm Mm-hmm. I love playing with the perspective like that. Yeah. It's fantastic. And they do the they do this another time later. Yeah. <laughs> so Darla wistfully contemplates whether they should have turned the sailor they just drained instead of, you know, draining him. Drew, of course, could hear the ocean when she bit into him and is now full and warm, but still all alone. That's one of my quotes of the day, by the way. That's excellent. <laughs> there you go. And uh, Angel and Darla try to reassure her that she has them. And she's like, no, you wouldn't hurt me even just a little bit. And I'm like, really? I, uh, <laughs> um, eh. You're not talking about the same sires here. <laughs> I don't know what your definition of hurt is, but it's very different yeah. than theirs anyway. Apparently. this is supposed to be your eternal torture is living with them as a vampire. But yeah. alrighty. And so apparently, Drew has higher standards than that, and she needs someone who will hurt her at least a little bit. So Angel suggests she make herself a playmate. And who should bump into them immediately afterwards but William the goddamned bloody? Bad poet. Yes. Because he's got (laughs) bloody awful poetry. (laughs) And of course, Darla had to be like, 
Or you could just turn the first bleeding idiot that runs into you. <laughs> well, joke's on you, bitch. Yeah, she does. <laughs> and you know what? That turns out quite fucking well, if you ask me. I'd say so. <laughs> Drew's like, well, I'll show you, darling. <laughs> just so happens that bleeding idiot's my bleeding idiot. So it's fate, my dears. Fucking fate. Or yes. lazy writing. Who really cares? Hey, it can be both. <laughs> why not both? Why not? <laughs> Cut back to Angel Investigations. Yes, where uh, Wesley and Cordy found Darla. Darla? 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 Darla! Darla! I don't know what the counter's <laughs> up to, but... Bing! <laughs> 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 oh, that's never going to get old. Moving along. <laughs> anyway, Angel is suspect that they found it so fucking quickly, which goes into one of my quotes of the day, mm -hmm. which is Cordy's line. Mm. So Cordy's like, uh, first Angel's like, this isn't good enough. You need more concrete evidence than this. And he starts to storm off. And, and Cordy's like, uh, and my sister is living in unit 319. Angel says, you don't have a sister. Or he says, sure I do. My older, way older, like 400 years older, blonde sister, Darla. No last name. I've been desperately trying to find her because mom and dad are in the coma. <laughs> the coma. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Sue, the property manager, was very helpful. She even cried. <laughs> I really wish she'd done a southern accent on that. Right. You know, because mom and dad are in the coma. <laughs> yeah. I think that's where they were going with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, Cordy takes the most ass-backwards way possible to explain how she pretended to be looking for a long-lost right, sister, like, Darla. Why didn't you open with, hey... Angel, we found Darla. I have, like, concrete evidence that she's there. Because she likes to fuck with them, and it's <laughs> fun, and I don't blame her. No. So Angel is on top of that shit, and uh, he's nearly <laughs> out the door in, like, half a fucking second. He's not obsessed at all, of course. Just a diligent private investigator. Yeah, very, very, very diligent. No obsessions whatsoever. But Wesley, the goddamn killjoy that he is, stops him <laughs> and is like, um, maybe perhaps uh, Gunn and I should do some reconnaissance and then report back to Angel Investigations to decide what to do as a team. <laughs> to which Angel responds, I don't know, Pinky, how does that how does that result in us taking over the world? <laughs> Angel, of course, needs to be reminded that it's in Sun Valley yep. and it's one o'clock <laughs> in the afternoon. And therefore, Angel's like, okay, I guess Wesley and Gunn can go instead of me. Never mind that Cordelia was just being snobby about the valley part and not factoring in the sun at all. Right. Because obviously, Angel can go wherever the fuck he wants in the daytime anyway. Did you notice that even the master in the beginning of this episode walked in in the middle of the day? Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, shrouded in layers of robes. Yeah. It sounds so, really hot. Right? But I guess vampires are unaffected by the heat? Well, I mean, you figure they don't have any fucking blood. They don't have body temp. You know, they're like a lizard. Yeah. They probably I mean, enjoy it. Right? I mean, they do have blood. But Angel specifically well, said in one episode that he doesn't have a body temperature. Yeah. 
So, yeah, like a lizard. Maybe they have to warm themselves like that, and it helps the blood, the dead blood move. Yeah. And gets circulation going. Mm-hmm. You know those platelets aren't moving on their own. No, hmm. not at all. <laughs> There's no, no heart pumping. Anyway, yeah, Wesley takes off to, to go check it out. There's nothing so lovely as dreams. Everything's in them. Everything hidden. Open those chambers and you can truly understand someone. And control them. And we go back to Wolfram and Hart. Lindsay's office, specifically. Okay. So, this is very funny. I was watching this and taking notes and... Uh, my girlfriend Caitlin was sitting here mm. and when Lindsay walks in and says Darla I had to pause it because I was just laughing to myself because I knew we would be doing the Darla thing a fuck ton this episode mm-hmm. and I was just laughing because like every single time in this episode when somebody said Darla's name that's what played in my head Darla 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 <laughs> Bing <laughs> who was like oh no what am i i don't know i don't remember my name but but hold on hold on specifically when Lindsay said darla i paused it and explained the joke to her yeah because she's listened to some episodes of our podcast but hadn't gotten to that part sure and i unpaused it just for darla to say Say that again. <laughs> and I just fucking lost my shit. <laughs> well, I, I said your name. No, do it again. <laughs> Say my name, bitch. <laughs> Darla. 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 <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Darla. Darla. <laughs> Darla. What am I? I don't know. I don't remember my name. Why did you bring me back? What did you bring me back as or something? Aren't you going to kiss me, you fucking pansy? Take that. Take what you want. That's what we used to do in the old timey time. Sheesh. Well, I, I, I didn't know you were into that or if you were into that or not. So. Bam. Fuck you, motherfucker. I bite you like a snag. Oh, I'm a fucking snag. Damn it. A goddamned angry lich snake, but you didn't see that shit coming, did you? Human vampire, vampire, human, human vampire. I fuck you up because I'm a fucking undead, confused ass bitch with a soul. And, uh, and my daddy's a snake. I hit my motherfucker. Oh my god. Caption. I'm a confused ass bitch. <laughs> At least she has a soul. That's what's important. <laughs> and boy, it is. <laughs> I just gotta say, like. She's really riding that existential crisis to hell. <laughs> like she's like, let's go. <laughs> vroom, vroom. <laughs> so, uh, uh, to, I mean, unless you had anything more to say about that. No. 
I, okay, no, that, that's a lie. I do have something to say. Where the fuck out of the goddamn blue did this fucking Lindsay being into her shit come? I, no, like, I, there's definitely been a connection between them for several episodes, and he's just been being a goddamn gentleman about it. When is he going to learn that he's a fucking bad guy? I know, right? He's the worst, best bad guy ever. Right? It's like, do you have a redemption arc or no? Are we just supposed to be confused about you because you're a little bit evil, but you're mostly good? Or are you mostly evil, but just a little bit good? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Get it. Uh, pick I don't a lane, fucker. Right. right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, anyway, <laughs> from here we cut back to 1898. Romania. Uh, which is, you know, the aftermath of Angel being cursed with a soul. And we open up, well, we don't open up, but... The scene depicts Darla. Darla? Oh, yeah, Darla. Darla? Darla! Darla? Darla! Oh, Darla! Okay. Yeah, Darla. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's chewing out this poor old fucking Romanian guy. Bing! <laughs> she's like. <laughs> I can't fucking believe you gave him a soul, you crazy fucks. Oh my god. He, like, totally is gonna suffer for, seriously, an eternity now. And all he did was, like, murder your family or something. She only suffered for an hour. Oh my god, you're so shitty. You need to turn it back. <laughs> Fuck you. Turn it back to the way he was. When the sex was better, okay? He's <laughs> So whiny now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like, geez, lady, wow. I I, uh, I don't know what to say. I just have never been spoken to like that before. My favorite fucking part, though, is she's like, you know what? If you don't tell me, I'm going to kill your family. <laughs> Cue Spike, who has killed his family. <laughs> <sighs> and she's like, well, oops. Oh dear, snap's neck. <laughs> Kill them all, I suppose. Fuck this. She just lost all of her leverage yeah. to get Angel's soul back, so. Oopsie doo. Yeah, the Drew is chanting about everyone crying for mercy, and uh Darla's last line is show them none. Yep. And the moitering continues. The moitering. <laughs> Gonna mortarize you. Drew, shut your face and go continue murdering. Do what you're told. Okay. <laughs> Can I be crazy when I do it? <laughs> I'd well, be disappointed yes. in you if you didn't. <laughs> we made you to be crazy, Drew. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> We're aware. That's why you're here, honey. Mm-hmm. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> And so Drew and Spike are dancing to the sounds of people shrieking for mercy as Darla tells them to show none. Yep. Cut to Angel Investigations. Where Wesley and Gunn are, have returned from reconnaissance to show that Darla's apartment is fucking trashed. Fucked up. I have a quote of the day here. Shoot. And it, it mostly goes to Gunn for this exchange between Cordy Gunn and Wesley. Cordy says, what happened? Did someone break it? Um, this mostly goes to Gunn for this exchange between Cordy Gunn and Wesley as they're reviewing some camcorder footage yep. that Gunn and Wesley got from Darla's old apartment at the at the Horsey Pig Bleat Bleat. Yep. 
They don't have room service at the Horsey Pig Blitz. No, they, they don't. They, they really she was, don't. She was pretty angry about that, which is when she broke the mirrors. Um, <laughs> they also apparently don't have fucking maid service. Yeah. And because they, they spared every expense. So Cordy's like, what happened? Did someone break in? Gunn says, well, us. You guys did this? Real mature. <gasps> Wesley says, no, this is the way we found it. No evidence of forced entry. Gunn. Well, not before we got there, anyway. <laughs> this is my favorite instance of Gunn sitting in the background being technically correct. Yes. But just confusing the situation because he's bored. Right. <laughs> this whole fucking task is like, man, this is someone else's fucking problem that I'm having to put up with. At least I'm getting paid to fucking be here. And when he tries <laughs> to step in, he, he has to fight just to be able to do anything because Angel's like, no, I need to do it. This right? is between me and Darla. Or maybe it's not. Did you ever think of that? <laughs> maybe there's other fucking people here, Angel. Yeah, Mr. Broody, maybe you're not the only Mr. Broody. Maybe there's other broodiers out there that need to do some brooding. You're hogging all the broody! You broody fuck! Yeah, he is a broody fuck. But I'm so broody. <laughs> yes, we know. Very much so. <laughs> so, they're reviewing this camcorder footage. Um, Angel thinks Darla needs help. She's in danger. She needs help. Wes thinks it's a trap. Well, Wes is more or less like, you know what? It's time to crawl up your ass about this. <laughs> I just say, I'm going to get my flashlight and a pickaxe, and we're just <laughs> going to go spelunking <laughs> right up Angel's asshole. And Angel, of course, is like, it's her soul. Oh, puppycock, I think it's your dick playing ding-dong ditch on your brain again, you trifling dolt. <laughs> but that's what I do for a living. I think... With my dick and my brain at the same time. And Cordy answers a phone call while Angel and Wesley are having this age-old debate. And guess who it is, Rex? Is it Darla? 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 Darla. Darla! 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 That might be who it is! <laughs> but Angel's a little wrapped up in what he's talking about with Wesley, so... <laughs> Cordy's like, Angel! Cordy, please, I'm talking. <laughs> Hi, quote of the day here. Hi, Darla, he can't talk right now. He'll call you back once he's found you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bye-bye, bitch! Give me that phone! <laughs> Wait. This is also a perfect moment where it's like, Cordy fucking knew that all she would have had to say is Angel Darla's on the phone. <laughs> but no, she had to fucking really get the busting of the chops in there as much as she could. Well, and I like that she's trying to prove a point here as well, that Angel won't just give her the time of day for the mere fact that she is Cordelia. He should be able to stop and be like, Cordelia, what is it? Yeah. She doesn't often interrupt with completely vapid things to say. She saves her vapidness for appropriate times because she <gasps> has... Mostly appropriate Mostly times. appropriate times. Mostly. Because she still has this thing called the tact most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, she's the most professional fucking person in the goddamn building. Surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping for some demon fighting tonight, but I wound up with a delivery job instead. If I come back here on the end of a spatula, I'm expecting some serious workman's comp. 
I'm just messing with y'all. So, yeah, Darla's on the phone, and he's like, oh my god, I gotta talk to Darla on the phone! And then, you know, Lindsay catches her on the phone. Yeah. The conversation goes a little something like, Angel baby, my soul is killing me! Did you ever find any ointment for that? (laughs) God damn it, Darla, don't you know? The only cure is, aside from being this goddamn pretty, is to be even more... Broody than I am pretty. I knew you'd know. Is By the way, is there a hell? Damn right there's a hell. There's three of them, and each one has its own charms that make it perfect for brooding about it all night long. Lindsay steps in. Darla, you wouldn't be thinking about jumping on the broody train now, would you? I have to. He's the only one that can show me how to brood enough, Lindsay. Well, that's just not true, Darla. I happen to have taken a night course in brooding, and, <laughs> and I've been sad at least twice just in this last year. So if you'll excuse me, I think I have something to offer here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's perfect. <laughs> and fucking armed security sticks his dick right into the pudding here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Security guard sticks his dick in the pudding. Fucking <laughs> 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 shit. All right, this has been out okay. with Angel, everybody. Uh, you, got, <laughs> you listeners couldn't see, but he said that, and I held up my notes, and that I wrote, security guard sticks his dick in the pudding. We legitimately like were that. not in the same room when we wrote the same fucking note. About- we, we did it, like, a day apart of each other, too. He watched the episode yesterday, I watched it this morning. That's funny. Okay. <laughs> I was like, geez, it's not that funny, Rex. Oh, now that is funny. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, security guard sticks his dick all the way up in the pudding. Directly into the dick pudding. That's a thing. Look it up. D-I-C, though. It's not D-I-C-K. Um, the guard's like, uh, Sir, clearly you need help here, even though you keep repeatedly telling me to leave. Smash, boom, bang, there's a struggle. We don't see very clearly what's going on. We mostly see Angel's face and hear a gunshot. It's a gunshot uh, over the phone. I it must get there now. bad <laughs> and dramatic. I have to go to the wing. Because there is... Someone on the wing! Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to find it. If I have to tear this universe a black hole, I'm going to find it. I've got to, mister! So, cut to Lindsay's office slightly later. Yeah, we're, we're, we see security footage. <laughs> of that, was, that was an interesting odd choice, I thought. Yeah. How so? Like, well, okay, so let's read the situation. Lindsay. It was an odd choice of Darla to hit Lindsay with the phone or what? No, no, it was an odd choice for them to cut to the security footage of the situation. Okay. And then on top of that, Lindsay stayed. Like, there's no way in hell he doesn't fucking know there's a goddamn security office in his yeah, fucking... This- or, uh, there, there's no way in hell he doesn't already know that there's a security camera in his office. There's no right. way. Yeah. So we see the security footage of him shuffling Darla out of the room, and he came back. Yeah, we have to parse together through this scene that Darla escaped without Lindsay. 
Yeah. And we're not entirely sure why we just kind of have to accept that because all they show us here is Darla whacks Lindsay with the phone and then uh, it cuts away and it cuts back to now Lindsay's struggling with the security guard while Darla just hangs back a couple steps and apparently he shoots the security guard, whatever. Yeah. And then he basically carries Darla out of the room picking her up by the waist now holland is talking to Lindsay after watching this footage and he's like well son i i i'll say i'll say you fucked up boy <laughs> well sir i was confused you see my penis damn it son you're off damn it son i say you're off the case but i can find her <laughs> well don't you worry your pretty little head about that we are how do you say hereby terminating the case no I say, I say, boy. I love that Holland is now Foghorn. He's Leghorn. just Foghorn Leghorn now. There's, there's never a Holland line that will not be Foghorn Leghorn from here on out. Um, yeah, and specifically the line terminating the project, and Lindsay's like, "Terminate," you know, because they're gonna kill her. In what way do you mean terminate? Do you mean like end forever? Yes. The nice little ribbon on top, and you give it away as a, you regift it to your mother. No. Oh. Like, Damn. dead. Well, that's just rude. Dead, dead. D-E-D, D-E-D, dead. dead. <laughs> Cut back to Angel Investigations, where... Wesley thinks Angel is walking into a trap. Gun's like, you sure you don't want me to come with you? Angel's like, no, I brood better when I'm alone. And Wesley's like, I just can't count how many times I have to tell you this is a fucking trap. And I can't count how many times I have to play the white knight captain save a hoe before I learn my goddamn <laughs> lesson. So back off. <laughs> Wait, let me at least tee you off for a bad segue into the next scene then. Fine. <laughs> captain white knight save a hoe. <laughs> That's something like that. I like it. <laughs> Quote of the day here, transitioning into an actual line from the scene, Wesley says, you may be right. She may be experiencing all of this exactly as you did, but Angel, you yourself wandered for a hundred years without ever seeking redemption. That's right. I sought her. Dun, dun, dun. I do want to point out that, because um, before that line, Angel mentions that she won't have to go through this alone like he did. Uh -huh. And fucking Cordy's like, uh, you're not alone. Like, you have us. But I'm like, for fuck's sake, Cordy, he went a hundred years alone with this shit. Like, yeah, geez, like you, come on. You mortal you, you've fetus. Been, you've on. been in his life for a few years. Yeah, at, at best. Ugh. Really only been close for about a year now. Yeah. Mm. Like, and he went exactly a hundred years. Because mm -hmm. he got his soul back in 1898 and the first season of Buffy was 1997. Correct. How convenient. Yeah. You're like, so how long do you think he wandered guys? I don't know. A hundred years. So what? 1898. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we don't want an even number. Let's give it 99. <laughs> Cut back to China in 1900 during the boxer rebellion. That is correct. Specifically, when Spike killed the Slayer. Yeah. I thought I was going to have a big old stinky <clears throat> plot hole to talk about right? here. I, okay, so this, I'm irritated I didn't pick up on this, the last Buffy episode. Mm -hmm. Because we had known roughly when Angel had 
gotten his soul back and i did not fucking put together the last episode that he had his soul during this yeah i didn't think to go back and and check out and check numbers yeah of years when we knew that he did or did not have a soul up to this point and obviously this episode lays it pretty bare face that's exactly what this episode is about it's like hey by the way guys he didn't have his fucking soul when this happened and I love that we get to relive this scene a second time because it's only yeah. like one of the greatest scenes that ever happened in both Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. And it's and I think they knew it right when they filmed it. Well, and the the big thing with this is it it's that same play again where we get to see what we've already seen, but from a new perspective. And it puts a whole fucking different tonality to the entire sequence. It really does. And it, oh, it, and even though so it's literally good. the exact same footage, yeah. they didn't refilm it. They just showed us more of the scene from yeah. a different perspective first. And well, it's amazing. It's still the same. So we get to see what Darla and Angel were doing before they met up with Spike and Drew. Yeah. Where last episode of Buffy, we got to see what Spike and Drew were doing. You know, they were fucking, by the way, in a burning building. Right just after so Spike know, yes. murdered a slayer. Um, just wanted to point out, they were fucking in a burning building, which I still, to this day, postulate that that is a bad idea if you're a vampire. <laughs> but it's also a bad idea if you're... Human. Any living creature. Yeah. Whatsoever. Unless you really if enjoy... If the building is on fire, fucking leave. Unless you enjoy danger just that much. So no! Like, even if you enjoy danger that much, I highly discourage you from fucking in a burning building. <laughs> we'll teach their own wrecks. So, <laughs> I guess, okay, sorry. We don't kink shame, kink shame here at Able with Angel. Exactly. <laughs> so, Angel's like, Darla, I found you. And Darla's like, maybe I wanted to be found. Oh, you reek of soul and rats. I should kill you where you stand. Yeah, do it. It'll only make me sadder. <laughs> exactly. For a brief moment before he's dead. <laughs> what do you want, Angelus? No, what do you want, Angelus? <laughs> a second chance. No, it's impossible. No, it's the opposite of impossible. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> What's that you say? It's not impossible? <laughs> Oh, Angel, you beautiful, broody bastard. <laughs> and scene. My favorite part about this is that she's actually Southern. <laughs> yeah. So it works. Like, I love it. I love it. Oh, right. Like, Darley's character is yes. actually originally Virginia. Is kind of Southern, I guess. I don't know. It's Considered the South. I don't pay attention to the United <laughs> States. Do you? Not if I can help it. That's weird. <laughs> so, there's still a place in this world for traditional research. Even a solitary soldier such as myself recognizes that a free exchange of intelligence benefits the common struggle. Also, I brought in your mail and newspaper. To the Gerba Thump Thump. I thought we were in a, in the parking garage of the Gerba Thump Thump. Well, yeah, okay. It's the part. It's the underground of the Gerba Thump Thump. Yeah, it's where the Gerba Thump Thumps keep their cars. Yeah, it is a transitional phase between the Gerba Thump Thump and the horse pig bleat bleat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I guess that could be said of really any street or sidewalk. Oh, how about this? It's the Vroom Vroom holding pen. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. So in the Vroom Vroom holding pen, Angel grabs Lindsay just as he's getting to his Vroom Vroom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on my way to my Vroom Vroom. I hope nobody kidnaps and tries to strangle me. Oh, no. (laughs) I could have never foreseen this circumstance. Joke's on you, fucker. (laughs) This is an unfortunate turn of events. What a crazy random happenstance. Because Angel strangles Darla's location right out of Lindsay. Joke's on him, though, because Lindsay was about to call him anyway and ask for his help. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And, uh, you know, and Angel points out that if this is a lie, he's going to fucking kill the fuck out of out of Lindsay. Oh, of course. And, you know, he even says, hell, I just might come, be coming back for you anyway. Oh, to shucks. kill the fuck out of you. I might just kill the fuck out you anyway. Which at this point, fucking do it. Right. Like, I've met some indecisive people, but shit kebabs. Right. <sighs> like, he's making out with your girl. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, she's got plenty of love to go around, I'm sure. It's fine. Um <laughs> I don't know. I like Lindsay. We give him a lot of shit. Yeah. I actually really like Lindsay. I do too. The indecisive little fuck. <laughs> I wanna slap him around a few times, be like, Make a I mean, damn decision, you piece of shit. But he's a cool guy. What character in this show do you not want to slap around at least a little bit? Seriously though. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, back to China. Back, back to China in the 1900s where... Morning uh, after, or not morning after yet, but they're out in the riots now. Angel steals our line. Motherfucker. Quote of the day is, Darla? Darla? <laughs> Darla? Darla? <laughs> Darla? <laughs> he says it four times. Twice with a question mark, one with a period, one with an exclamation point. I'm sending David Boreanaz an angry email right now. (laughs) Dear David Boreanaz, I'm sexy, sexy man. Mad at you, you sexy, sexy man. You stole (laughs) our line. Okay. Google search that. Oh, look. (laughs) <laughs> somebody already did it never mind <laughs> so he he walks into this back alley because he hears a baby crying he uh he finds this couple holding a baby and they're hiding in this alleyway and he hears darla calling for him and he also saves their lives from yeah. this Chinese dude that's out to murder some fucking Americans or whatever. Foreigners. Foreigners, general, yeah. anyway. This is when the Chinese ousted the foreigners. Correct. And he just slams the guy's head against the wall and he's like, cool, we're good. And leaves them the fuck alone. Yeah, and then specifically lies to Darla about what's back in the alley. Oh, it's just corpses... All the corpses that I laid waste to with my teeth and my claws and, uh, you know, some other things that I felt like laying them to waste with. 
<laughs> use your imagination and get as depraved as you like about it. <laughs> and that that might be that might be as depraved as trust I me. They're pretty wasted. Not quite as wasted as we're gonna be after we make this fucking cereal commercial <laughs> about these fucking Lucky Charms. Have you ever tried them? No. They're delicious. <laughs> A deadly, deadly do. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lucky Schmiggles. Not- <laughs> yes. That's the that's the one that we won't get sued for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh then we get that fucking scene that we were talking about. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, cuz um, but the tone, the whole fucking moment is so different than what I felt it was the last Buffy episode. It's so fucking good. I did not realize that that Angelus's shortness in in speaking to Spike was more about like legitimately being kind of fucking horrified of what's going on, right? Yeah, because I thought he was acting kind of funny. Yeah, it's like, hmm, he seems like he'd be because it was all about Spike. Yeah, I was like, man, he sure didn't like Spike in the beginning. I figured they'd have been thick as thieves. Yeah. But I guess he was just pissy and jealous is where it seemed like he was coming from. And I'm not sure if this is a testament to the writing or the directing or David Boreanaz's acting or all of the above. Probably in all of the above. Yeah. But because this reads so well in two completely different contexts, it's just fucking genius. And I did have a quote of the day leading into this scene real quick. Darla's, Angel and Darla's actual lines that I just horribly made fun of. And I'm not sorry to any of you Irish fucks out there. Um, I love you to death, but I'm never going to stop making fun of your accent. So (laughs) Angel says, nothing, body slits, find something warm. Darla says, yes, some missionaries will drain the piety right out of them. (laughs) <laughs> that was a that was a Darla quote. That was my yeah. That's I enjoyed line. that. So Spike and Darla find them, and now we get to see the lead into the exact conversation they had in Fool for Love on Buffy. Yep. And Ermagerd, this is fucking amazing. I mean, not only do we get to see this fucking scene twice, but we get to see it from two different perspectives on two different fucking TV shows, and that makes my goddamn dick hard. I'm sorry, <laughs> ladies, you didn't need to hear that. Yes, this is a sausage fest. <laughs> but let's be honest. So's your show, Em. It's a, it's a little bit of a sausage fest. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> Eating all your sausage over there. It sounds delicious. I hope you're putting syrup on it. That's not a euphemism. I fucking love breakfast food. So as we've discussed I- up to this you know, I actually really fucking want to go back now and watch this scene in each episode back to back. Right? I really think I, I want to do that just to see to see if maybe they're different takes or something or if they're the same take, maybe. Uh, I'm fairly certain they're the same take. Be- I remember specifically being super goddamn confused when I got around to watching Angel because I had watched all of Buffy first. And then I saw this scene and I'm like, 
what the fuck is going on? Why is this so familiar? I'm so confused. I must have seen this on TV or something and didn't know what I was watching. But I, what I was remembering was this scene yeah. from Buffy. So here's what fascinates me. Like, and I, I do plan on going back and rewatching this scene. But if it is the same take, if it is just essentially shot for shot the same fucking scene, it really fucking perfectly showcases how the lead-in to a scene can so dramatically alter the tone of the scene itself. Yeah, absolutely. And I really hope that that's exactly the difference. I'm quite certain that is exactly the difference. Definitely do your back-to-back rewatch, but that all it is is they extended the scene and we watched a different lead-in. Instead of watching yeah. the lead-in from Spike killing the Slayer and fucking Drew in a burning building, we watched the lead-in with Angel and Darla talking about uh, killing some missionaries before they run into Spike and Drew. That's the only difference. And then it merges into the exact same scene we have already yeah. seen. This also shows us how the fuck Drew and Spike never knew that he had a soul. I'm not sure that they didn't know. No, they didn't know because the, remember Schoolhard, when Spike gets to Sunnydale and tears up the school and runs into an Angel, he does not know Angel has a soul. Okay. I didn't remember that at all. Yeah, I mean, so why do they think that Angel fucked off and stopped being with the group then? No idea. Cause I mean, the, the whole fucking sequence in Schoolhard when they have their little showdown where where Angel is trying to play Spike, and Angel's like, where the fuck have you been? You know, what the hell? You just kind of fucked off. And that whole fucking... They never did find out why Angel left? No. Wow. All right, that... I, thi I think you're right, but... Because that's such a deep pull, I'm wondering if they were able to keep that canon throughout the series. Like, I don't know. Schoolhard was I mean, a while ago. Yeah, well, the, in terms there was of one. There us. was one issue with because there's a line in Schoolhard where Spike says, "You were my sire, man." Angelus was not Spike's he, sire. He wasn't. No. And so, like, there, there's a certain amount He's his of like grand sire. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. It, it's interesting. It's very. That's interesting. why I'm wondering if they were able to keep it canon that they didn't have any idea why he fucked off from the group, and. It sounds like that is the case. Um, well, and there was... Obviously, uh, there was no plan to bring Spike back into Buffy. Like, after, like he was supposed to be the, the big bad for that season and then be done. I don't even think he was supposed to be the big bad for the season. He was just a one-off big bad for the episode <laughs> School Hard. Um, or... <laughs> Or maybe it was a micro big big bad, like for a yeah. couple of episodes. He was supposed to be dead at the point where he gets crushed under the rubble in the school. Oh, yeah. And then at the last second, Joss was like, fuck it. Let's get a shot of you punching your fist up through the rubble just so we can leave this open ended. And if they, had, if they hadn't done that, they wouldn't have brought him back. Right. Maybe. Probably. I don't know. It was probably one of those, like, oh, let's write this character. Okay, we'll cast this guy, James Marsters, who the, whoever the fuck he is. Uh, he, he looks badass. We'll cast him. Well, no, they and were... Then, I've seen special features interviews with Joss that I'm remembering somehow. I don't... <laughs> it's been a while. But I know for a fact Joss 
was in a rush to cast uh, somebody to play the role of Spike and Drew. And they came in and auditioned together because either they were just in the waiting room together or they went to school together. They had met before they auditioned and they were they were desperate to fill the role. They were on a time crunch from hell and they were like, all right, fuck it. These guys that they'll be fine. (laughs) Best quick decision possible. Yeah, seriously. Anyway, wrong show. Let's let's get back with this. So we're we lost left off, in my notes. We left off on this epic scene that we keep talking yes. about but not covering, which we did cover obviously last week in the Buffy episode. But highlights are so Spike and Drew inform Angel and Darla, That's- my little Spike just killed himself a Slayer, and Darla's like, "Did you hear that?" Hey, congratulations. I guess that makes you one of us. And that's the line from Angel that goes so far out in two different directions, just depending on context. It's like, why are you being so pissy, bud? And even Spike's like, well, don't be so glum, eh? The way you tell it, one slayer snuffs, another one rises. I figure there's a new chosen one getting all chosen even as we speak. I'll tell you what, when and if this new bird shows up, I'll give you the first crack at it. And uh, and then they fuck off into the night. All dramatic. Super slow-mo and dramatic. And we get that fucking delicious moment where Spike jumps up onto the rubble and leaps off gloriously. <laughs> and of course, in Fool for Love, that's when it cuts back to him going, that was the best night of my life. And I'm yeah. like, oof. Oof. Oh, oh, I'm all... I'm verklempt. <laughs> that was the best night of my life, too. And I wasn't even there. Well, I made the same joke last episode, and I don't care. <laughs> so uh, we transition out of this scene, hearing Darla's voice going, Are you with me, Angel? Why aren't you with me? As some dudes in white suits drag her out of a van and point a gun at her. Yep. I'm with Wolfram and Hart. Everybody should have a lawyer. Mr. Winters shall never be convicted of any crime, ever. Should you continue to harass our client, we'll be forced to bring her in the light of day. I want that stricken from the record. The place I'm told is not all that healthy for you. And then we go back to China. Yeah. We get the scene where Darla confronts Angel about feeding on vermin again. Angel's gone full Dexter. Full Dexter. You never go full Dexter. (laughs) Unless you want to. Yeah. I mean, be ready to accept the consequences of being a murderer. But, uh... Man, that the, that actress just has a problem <laughs> with her her partner killing murderers. She's got a type. <laughs> <laughs> and it is not murderer killers. Yeah, because he only wants to kill... Uh, he only wants to feed on vermin, and he only wants to kill evildoers, and that is just not okay. Yeah. She wants him to eat this goddamn baby that he saved from earlier (laughs) instead of eating rats like a filthy rat eater. I brought you a perfectly fresh, ripe baby. (laughs) And you were going to eat it, mister. (laughs) Vampire arguments. (laughs) Right. (laughs) She is very offended that he saved missionaries from her. Like, how dare you save missionaries? At at all, for starters. Yeah. But prevent her specifically from killing missionaries. (laughs) She's like, 
there is one thing in this world that I love more than anything, and it's killing missionaries. Well, but I was going to eat the baby, you see, and then I didn't because you called my name and uh, there I got distracted. I, I had to eat this other guy with a sword, and I wasn't saving anybody. I was just, I killed the other guy, and then you called me, and I was... Oh, Darla needed me, and I, I love Darla. <laughs> Darla? Darla. Darla? Darla. Darla? Darla. <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> I imagine Darla's actually like... Darla? <laughs> Who's Darla? You're Darla. I'm Darla? Darla! <laughs> anyway, cut back to the guys in the van, where Angel screeches the fuck in, and fucks up the dudes and saves Darla. Yep. Good job. That's some good work, Angel. Yeah. Cut back to the wolfy sheep snort snort. Where Lindsay sees that there is some bullshit afoot. I dare say this appears to be excrement from Abel. And it's on my foot. He is. Oh. I've stepped in it. <laughs> and it's, he... It's, it's the really, really sticky kind, and it won't get off my shoe. These are very expensive shoes! Ew. Eh, 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 <laughs> so Lindsay catches Holland talking to the security guard that The dead security guard. The dead security guard, specifically. Mm -hmm. I mean, we know that they can raise people from the dead. Yeah. That sounds cheaper than a lawsuit. <laughs> But no, it's probably just the guy was never dead, and they played him, which is exactly what he yep. immediately accuses and is confirmed of by Holland, yeah. who is like, well, I say, I say, boy, you needed to believe it so that she would believe it. So that he would believe it. Exactly. And Lindsay's just basically worried that... Uh, he seems still to be overly surprised that he's evil and that he works for an evil company. And it's like, wait, you guys are evil? What are you doing? <laughs> no, you can't do that. You're gonna kill. You're gonna kill Darla. But I love Darla. Anyway, she's. He's like, no, she's running back to Angel. You don't think they're gonna have sex, do you? <laughs> well, no, of course not. That would just be downright rude. He's gonna save her soul. Like I say, I say, like a proper gentleman. Save bitches' souls. I say, I say, bitches love souls. <laughs> See how I worked that in there? <laughs> I knew it was going to come eventually. And I, just, I was kind of waiting for it. And I'm like, damn, where is he going to put it in? But it's going to happen. And I'm going to love it. And I did. Excellent. So... Yeah, did I miss anything? No, that's that's pretty much it. Neat. Um, I don't understand Holland's plan. We'll get there. Just a footnote: I don't understand Holland's plan, and I would like to discuss that after we yeah, finish. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really get it either, and we can postulate or yeah, pontificate. Yes, on theories, theorems, yes. if you will. So back to the hotel, where the team kind of discusses what to do with Darla. She's got a concussion. She doesn't want to go to the hospital. She's Little Miss Concussion Lady. Um, there's this fun little bit where she calls Angel Angelus, and Cordy's like, uh, around here, it's just Angel. Angelus, <laughs> no. Angelus is the evil version of Angel. Angel is the good version we of We do Angel. not invoke evil Angel. No. No. I don't Bad care. Darla. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much history you have with him. 
No. Will I have to get the newspaper? <laughs> Whack. <laughs> Ow. Hey, that's really annoying. Stop. I have a concussion. Stop hitting me. <laughs> Are you going to stop calling anything? him Angelus? Are you? Are you? Whack on the nose. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> so anyway, Darla's like, oh, Angel, I missed you so. I've needed you so. Oh, it's so ironic or something. Everything's going to be okay. You'll make the pain stop, won't you? It takes time. Oh, you silly fuck. It only takes a second. Now bite me, you big, beautiful, broody bastard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not what we do here. You owe me. I did you a favor. Now you owe it to me. Oh, honey. Oh. Oh, honey. <laughs> favor. You damned me. Maybe just a little revenge bite then? <laughs> nope, can't do it. <laughs> You're shit out of luck. Transitions into 1900 China one last yep. time, having the same conversation. Where Angel's like, you know what? I just can't kill a baby. Can't or won't. I can't seem to be what I'm not. Jumps through the window with the baby. Steals a baby. Back from the th God, theft. Goddamn baby stealer. Yeah. And then raises it as his own, or probably just drops it off at the nearest fire station. Or, you know. Not that they didn't orphanage. have anything to do. <laughs> the whole city was on fire. Yeah, so orphanage, probably better call. Yeah. and uh, Maybe a church. Well, convent. they probably would have killed it immediately, because it wasn't a Chinese baby. Oh, yeah. Mm. So what does he do with that baby? No idea. Huh. Anyway, back to present. Darla yep. fucks off, tells him not to look for her ever again. Angel broods expertly. Yeah. Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights, I shall give, walk give, in give, 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 give. Hold on. You've got something here. Okay, now on to Holland's plan. Mm-hmm. So, was his plan for Angel to turn Darla? Like, I think his plan was to want to, for Darla to want to be turned into a vampire. Did Holland plan for Angel to actually go through with that? I, I think he honestly did expect that and expected Darla to completely stay on Wolfram and Hart's side I don't understand his end game though. How does yeah, that don't... result in in them getting Angel? Oh no, now she's the... a vampire again. He saved her soul. We've got him now. The anticipated plan that that Lindsay had of like, oh, he's trying to get it so that Angel and Darla fuck so that he, he can turn evil. That's a better plan. Yeah, because Holland specifically mentions. He's like, oh no, we there's, I say, I say that'll never happen. It's far too late for copulation, and it's that's not where Holland's going with it at all. No, it's it's like I don't fucking understand yeah, your plan, it man. It doesn't make any sense, and it might be one of those things where we'll find out next episode when he's like, blast, foiled again. Why did you come back, Darla? I say, I say, get the hell out. I kind of like the idea that Darla fucks off and is never seen again. 
Like this is just the end of it. I don't think that's what happens, but I, yeah. I kind of like that. that... I, they're riding the Darla train pretty hard. I think we're going to see her again pretty soon. Yep. But, uh, you know, I was pretty meh on this episode. It felt disjointed. Uh, yep. At, at first. At first it felt disjointed and like they were all over the place and just playing up the old timey time shit. And then that scene happened that was a game yeah. changer. It felt very confused. The episode didn't know what it wanted. It didn't know what it was trying to convey. Whiplash out the ass with the constant back and forth between the current time and the old timey time. Yeah. But like all of it come together. It, it's like one of those moments where like you see a bunch of chaos and then just everything clicks and moves in sync all of a sudden. You're like, oh, whoa. Yeah. That's exactly how it felt. It was a fantastic payoff. Yeah. And to be honestly, just to be able to see this scene with the extra context and to be able to to experience it from two perspectives, almost simultaneously, because the whole time I was watching the scene the second time, I was reliving the scene from the first time I saw it. And it just like, it was very impressively put together. And I don't care how much of a mess the entire fucking episode was. And it was. It was fucking worth it just for that. <laughs> it was. And you could tell that was not easy to orchestrate. No. Across the board. No, but it... And that, that moment alone made it all worth it. Honestly, this show, Angel and Buffy, mm -hmm. the, the Buffyverse... Sure. Has a lot of phenomenal actors. A lot of very undersung actors. But... I would be really hard-pressed to not say that those four, especially as villains, those four mm -hmm. are just the cream of the fucking crop, man. They absolutely are. Like Without those four, uh, it's like the opposite of the Scooby gang. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. exactly. And there's a part of me that when, when we had that moment and we're past that scene, I was like, man, I really... Would have loved to see like a full story of just those four in their peak. Yeah. And like the 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 peak, like the dark evil that they were, and just to be able to experience that. Yeah, that's like a whole nother show, or at least a whole nother season. Yeah. All by itself. Yeah. And that could have been fucking amazing. And there might be there's probably comics that extend some of that i wouldn't be surprised no yeah comics extend the the whole series quite a lot and i definitely yeah. intend to read them after we're done yeah with the podcast I, yeah because buffy season eight i've heard great things and i've never really looked into it so i definitely plan on doing that as well but uh yeah i i think the episode was a god awful mess till that scene, and it pay it somehow fucking made it work. Completely forgiven, primo shit. If you've never watched Fool for Love of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and then this episode, what was this one called again? Uh, Darla. And Darla. 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 <laughs> if you've never watched Fool for Love back to back with Darla, do it. It's great. Yeah, I swear. Outside of that, I do want to say that uh, 
the plan that that Wolfram and Hart has is a goddamn mess. Uh, Lindsay is a goddamn mess. Mm-hmm. Angel investigations are a goddamn mess. <laughs> like nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Nobody's fucking communicating. Nobody has any goddamn clue what they are fucking doing with themselves. Seriously, kind of makes me feel better about myself. Honestly, I, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I, uh, I got nothing else on the episode. All right. That's yeah, it. But it, it was still good. Still good. What's your quote of the day, Rex? Oh, that. Now, see, that was fucking difficult because there aren't many. Right. There's a couple, though. There weren't. But there weren't any, like, particularly good lines that made me, like, stop the the video and just laugh. There wasn't anything that really, like, hit me hard in the the humor area yeah and because usually that's what what i end up gravitating towards for lines but i'm gonna go my quote of the day as the most meta quote possible and that's just fucking angelus going through china saying darla over and over again (laughs) i appreciate that it's too meta it's too fucking good it's our joke 20 years before we made the joke and i just can't like i have to yeah it's for fuck's sake it's a joke, our joke, 20 years early, in a flashback of 100 years ago. It's just... <laughs> in an episode named Darla. Yeah, it's too fucking meta to not be my quote of the day. And it, so that's my quote of the day. It's beautiful. What's your quote of the day? I'm going to go with Cordy's line on the phone. Hi, Darla. <laughs> he can't yeah. talk right now. He'll call you back once he's found you. Okay, bye-bye now. <laughs> yeah, the two bits of really good... Cordy snark are really the only bits of good humor that we we had in this my close runner-up is gun while he's eating his <laughs> yeah. fucking sandwich wesley's like there's no evidence of a forced entry well not before we got there anyway <laughs> yeah i just loved his snarky background comments this whole episode and that that was the highlight i felt yeah so yeah there it is yeah this has been another episode of Ale with angel everybody don't forget to follow us on twitter at Beer with Buffy. Like us on Facebook. Also Beer with Buffy. If you'd like to buy some merchandise, we have a whole new merchandise store on our website at www.beerwithbuffy.com slash shop or use the links. Be a tool using monkey. It'll work out great. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to support us financially, that's great too. And then we will call you an executive doodle do. So I hope you're not offended by that. But if you've made it this far, clearly you've got <laughs> thick skin. So just head on over to www.patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy. We also have a cat naming perk. We haven't named a cat in a while, and I'd be down for that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, best thing you can do, if you want to support us for free without buying any of our crap or having us name your fictional cats, head on over to iTunes or some other podcast platform, but preferably iTunes, and give us a review. That is legitimately the number one way that you can support us. It puts our numbers up and it makes us more visible to new other people that will listen to our podcast and guess what we're doing a review drive yes if you do that you will automatically be entered into a drawing to win something probably a hoodie or something else that is more expensive than a sticker or a t-shirt we're upping the ante once we get 50 itunes reviews we're doing a giveaway we are currently at 46 So do it. You can also get a free sticker in the meantime, regardless. No drawing necessary. If you ever... I I just want to state that if we get well over 50, 
Like everyone who has given us a review will be in the drawing. Correct. Like so if you're like 52 or 53, you're still in the in the drawing. It yeah. won't be oh. the like every review, it's just once we hit 50, the next episode we record, we're going to we're going to do the drawing. Yep. Yeah, don't worry about it. If you go over, you're still in the drawing. You don't have to be... Yeah, what he said. So if you ever have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can always email us at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 269-743-0783. You can even text to that number. As always, a big shout out to JJ Treadway for all of our transitional music and the opening music of Ale with Angel. This has been Ale with Angel. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. Who, Darla? 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 Darla! done why are we watching this <laughs>